Welcome to the Draft Deeper Podcast. This is your host, Nathan Grubel. Joining me as always is my producer, Kevin Black. This is the first show now without who has been my co-host for the last few months, Stephen Gillespie. However, we bring in the Avengers. That's right. We are assembling the Avengers tonight for Mock Draft 3.0 on the Draft Deeper Podcast feed. Tyler Rucker has basically been a co-host to the Draft Deeper Podcast for a lot of this draft cycle. And joining us is also one co-host of the Draft Act. I guess both of these gentlemen are co-hosts of On the Clock on No Ceilings TV. That's right, the On the Clock show, baby. Corey Tullivo. Corey, I'll start with you first since you're the guest guest. How you doing tonight, man? Feeling like Iron Man in the Dravengers. I'm feeling good. We had a, a really fun night, a big night for the No Ceilings family uh, on, on lottery night. So I'm, I'm, riding, I'm riding that high like Scott Skiles was. <laughs> no 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 comment i i played the fifth but yeah the, what Corey's referencing is no ceilings we did an absolute blowout of lottery coverage oh, did Scott Skiles. <laughs> <laughs> we, we knew it was coming i had the, i had the, i said i played the fifth and then i followed it up with that but lottery coverage last night no ceilings did a live show on our youtube channel rucker and medcalf co-host of the No Ceilings NBA podcast, as well as Corey and Albert did a live stream. And then we also hosted a Twitter spaces. Nick and Alex hosted the Twitter spaces over from the No Ceilings NBA account. And all of these animals jumped into the Twitter spaces after they were done with the YouTube live stream. I am still amazed that Tyler Rucker's looking at me and he's still, he's still somehow awake. I don't, tell, I don't know how you haven't just like fallen over on the floor yet at this point. How you, how you doing, man? How you holding up? I'm all right. I don't really know where I'm at right now. I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, I'm pumped to be back on draft deeper. I feel like Jordan. I was waiting for Corey to say this is Scott Skiles again. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm pretty excited for a little mock draft. You know, I got my magic uh, eight ball. I'm ready to shake up and find some. <laughs> <laughs> we're just, we're just I can't, I can't help night. it if you if you watched the stream with us last night you understood all these jokes i hope some people are listening and laughing right now you can replay like, you can go back and replay it on that's right on you yeah. know no ceilings tv it's you worth can, a watch you'll laugh i promise at least twice um you can, but no you can go back and watch the youtube video you can listen to it on the no ceilings nba podcast feed please go back and listen to to that coverage as well as the mock draft because these boys did an incredible job on it i'm sorry i cut you off no 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 it's fine uh, um i barely even noticed that tells you you know my reserve battery that's going on right now but i'm i'm gonna rally i'm ready to rock and i'm, I'm ready to talk some some nba draft with you two maniacs so it's it's mock draft season it's it's over i'd set the over under in terms of how many mocks the three of us are going to be participating in over the next month i'll set the over under at 10 i don't know oh, i, I yeah, I think, I so think easily over. over. I mean, we're at the you, you boys did a first round last night on the stream, which is what we were able to put out on the no NBA.com substack this morning. Now you're participating in another first round mock with me. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining me tonight. That's that's two in one week. So you're you're only eight off from meeting that number, and you got 30 days to do it. I, I think we're gonna get there, but let's kick it off. So Corey being the honored guest of honored guests, the person who wants to make all of the Orlando magic jokes, the person who had the, the Penny Hardaway jersey on last night. And, and, and am I correct about that? Uh, we might've lost Corey. 
he might be gone. That's okay. That's all right. Yeah, we're if, gonna we're gonna keep it rolling. If we have to be a two man show, this is just what's gonna happen, folks. It's kind of like destiny, you know. Me and Nathan started out going together, and now we just might have to bring it home. So I I think it's gonna be a two man show. I think that's that's what's gonna happen here. So Rucker, now I know I'm I'm really gonna be throwing you off at this point. Now I'm deferring to you. You now have the number one pick. In the 2022 How, NBA draft. You know what, folks? You can't. You usually have to pay double for this type of suspense. Not only did we lose Corey, Corey basically was a GM that once he got on the clock, he got fired. So, I mean, you you don't see this stuff often. This is they, – they can't even make scripts of this in he, Hollywood. He, he already got pulled off the podcast. We yeah. made one too many Scott Stiles. Unbelievable. Say they, are, they already pulled him. So, yeah, that's I mean, what happens. He got flagged for the Scott Stiles. He, he played too many cards of that. <laughs> don't, um, don't fuck around with the NBA, man. We're, we're, no, we're, exactly. We're, so you're going to get thrown off. Exactly. So, yes, Orlando, I'm, I'm taking over now. Um, I'm the captain now. You know – I, I thought this would be – I want to change it up a little bit, Nathan. I, I thought this would be Chet. Um, that's probably where I would go, but I'm going to go Jabari Smith. I'm going to go Jabari Smith, okay. number one, because, um, you know, I, I still think I personally would probably go Chet Holmgren there um, if, if Corey somehow comes back in here and wants to change that up. He can, but, you know, I'm not getting my hopes up. We just fired him mid, mid, mid-draft. <laughs> But, you know, Jabari's an intriguing fit there. I could see the upside. I could see the swing. Corey's back. Corey, Corey's here. Who are you going to take? Because I had to kind of be on the clock for you. We're all off the rails. Now we gave you – you you came So back Scott Skiles. <laughs> we, we said we, – we, we thought you got fired from the podcast because you already made one too many Scott Skiles jokes. Uh, uh, you can never make – too many Scott Skiles jokes. Uh, I'm going straight from the phone now. Um, That's fine. We don't even have I, we don't I even just, have to have all of our faces on this podcast. We can just go audio only for this podcast. It doesn't even matter at this point. I I wish people could see Corey's face though, because I'm looking at a sideways Corey, and it's just horrifying. But anyways, it looks like he keeps falling. Yeah, Corey, you're you're back on the clock because I thought you got fired. <laughs> okay, who, on the clock. Here I am. Who am I? Who am I on the clock for? Um, we didn't Orlando. Yet. This, this Orlando. Is Orlando. Okay, Just, we're, we're, it's got to be. It's, you know who else played for Orlando? Um, I'm gonna go with Chet Holmgren here. Uh, See, this okay. is an gonna, easy. We gotta fire him right away. Now oh. we're having conflict in the front office. No, I'm kidding. Okay, being serious, we're back, folks. Now we're back. All right, go ahead, Corey. This was an easy decision, easy pick. Chet Holmgren's the best player in the draft. He's, I think he's got unicorn potential. The, he meets all of the skill, IQ, versatility, length, trends that, you know, we love to see in NBA prospects. I'm just taking Chet Holmgren. I'm betting that he's going to be able to hold up physically. It's never been a problem for him at any other stop of his basketball career. And the dude uh, was one of the more productive uh, players in college basketball in years by almost any metric. So uh, easy decision. Orlando went Shaq. They went Dwight. And now they're going Shaq. Now they're going Shaq. The, the, the exact opposite of, of Shaq and Dwight from a physicality standpoint. Got to, got to get that last comment. in. Um, I will say boys, I think it's incredibly laughable. And I said this to Steven last night that we have to see these Twitter threads and all these conversations on social media about how Chet 
Holmgren is apparently lacking in, in the offense department. I do not think that's the case. I think what Mike Schmidt said on ESPN today when he, when he unleashed um, part of his film session with Chet Holmgren, he made a comment to everybody at the desk that he really thinks that Chet only got to show about 20% of his offensive game last year at Gonzaga. I 150% buy in on that record. I know that you buy in on it because you got to see Chet Holmgren very early on in the year. You got to watch him warm up and you just wanted to keep talking to us in our Twitter chat about how impressive he looked um, and some of the shots that he was attempting in warm-up. So you just knew there was more skill to be had there. Like I'm, I'm assuming you're in agreement that you think it's a little laughable that he can't get to like a 20 plus points per game average. Yeah, I think he could get up there for sure. Um, I, I think Schmitz was spot on with that, and, and people might overreact from that comment, but it's important to always realize these guys aren't finished products. They don't get yeah. to showcase everything in one year. Um, they got to play inside a system, and they're at one of those top-tier schools, and, and Chet did a great job. He, he was a high-low machine with Timmy. He, he was a great transition spot-up guy. Um but I still think there's mid-range game. I still think there's a bundle of tools offensively that people aren't realizing is just waiting to be released. Yeah. And, and that's going to happen at the NBA level. So um, Chet's been number one for me all year. I, I was going to go that direction until Corey basically got nervous and ran out on the clock. So um, I, I <laughs> you, 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 you panicked. Yeah. yeah. I shook things up to be like, okay, fine. We'll throw Javari here, but I would go chat. Um, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what happens. So well, um, I like it. You have the opportunity to potentially take your boy because you are on the clock for the Oklahoma city thunder at number two. There's, there's been some discussions about how Paolo could possibly be in play for this pick. However, I, I personally think if this is how it broke out with Chet at number one, I think they would go Jabari Smith. Are you also going Jabari Smith? Yeah, I'm going Jabari. Um, I'm not going to milk it too much here, but I just think the – I understand the Paulo upside because that that could be the the sales pitch of like, hey, he's going to be the most NBA ready to come in and, and get offensive buckets right away. But I still think Jabari's upside could be too intriguing for Sam Presti to pass up um, on both sides of the floor. Like he, he's got a long way to develop more all around offensively, but what he did as an outside shooter this year – um, what he's flashed there's some really really damn good basketball ahead for Jabari Smith and um, OKC would be a great place for him to slowly continue to develop and advance that game so I, I would love Jabari to go to OKC I think that'd be a great fit I mean he's got two awesome guards to play off of when and this is this is something I said to Steven too where everybody wanted to just shit on Auburn for the quote-unquote lack of guard play well you can't use that anymore with Oklahoma City. SGA and Giddy will get Jabari Smith literally wherever he needs to get the ball. And I just think taking that much pressure off of him to be able to be the shot maker that we know he is, that's the type of situation Jabari needs to be in to succeed to his full, his most full potential on offense. So I absolutely think that's an incredible fit. That leaves me on the clock, number three. Houston Rockets. Can can I go with anybody else? Can it be anybody else but Paolo Vincaro? It, yeah, it, 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 it has can. to be. But no, it, it can. can. You can do whatever you want. You're you're the host. You can do whatever you want. You want to get wild? We can get wild. I I listen. There there are so many people who are counting on me to get this pick, quote unquote, right in the Houston Rockets fan community. Um, that I I have to make the pick as Paolo Vincaro. But why why not, man? 
you, you talk about the two-man game potential between him and Jalen Green. There, I, I get it. There are going to be some real defensive concerns if your front line at times is Alperin Shangun and Paolo Bancaro. I get it. But just the, the offense, having another go-to guy next to Jalen Green, next to Kevin Porter Jr., being able to play off of guys like Jacob, you know, when they mix up lineups, like that, that's the type of guy that you want to have and be able to bring in versus one of the other guards. When Houston does have multiple guards in the roster already, let's give them another potential number one option on offense in Palo Vaquero. So Corey, this is where, as the kids would say, the draft really starts at pick number four mm. with the Sacramento Kings. There's a yeah. few directions you can go. Do, do not piss off our own Nick with, with this pick. Don't, don't piss him off. They do him justice. So you want me to take Nikola Jovic here? Is that what you're saying? Uh, that, that's what Nick would want you to do. Now you don't have to do that. Just don't, just don't make him no, mad. I'm not going to. I don't care that he measured in at six foot 11 today in shoes. This is a tough one. It's really tough. I mean, it's exciting for Sacramento that they've jumped up in the draft and they put themselves in this position, but Rucker and I were talking last night on the stream. Cause we were, uh, we're going to collab on a piece that initially was going to be based on OKC being stuck in the fourth spot. And they're, yeah. you know, kind of where fit and best player available meet together. And at what point does it kind of tip the scale of, you know, if you, you could take best player available, but if you don't put them in a good situation, are you really getting that best player available that you think you're getting? And Sacramento has just slid right into that exact same situation here because, you know, the, the consensus number four pick is Jaden Ivey. Um, you look at Shaden Sharp. He's another guy. He, I think he offers a little bit different of a skill set, but another guy that is uh, a, a guard. Um, and then, you know, you can go a completely different situation where you're going with Keegan Murray. And uh, I think that's, that's what we did on our, our mock at no ceilings, which is an absolutely strong decision if Sacramento went that way. Uh, but a lot of people would argue that you're not getting that same kind of potential to maximize out of Keegan because he's a little older. All in all, after that long-winded response, I'm going to go with Shaden Sharp. Uh, okay. I've really come – come alive on on the shade and sharp bandwagon uh obviously the physical tools he measured out well you, you've seen the athleticism I, I buy the shot making and i think that out of you know between him and ivy i think that he's just an easier guy to fit within any kind of roster because you don't have to give him the ball and tell him to go and to maximize his potential and, and you know ivy could play off the ball a little bit but i think you're really just running into a situation where between Davion Mitchell, who showed a lot with the ball in his hands at the end of the season, and De'Aaron Fox, who showed a ton after the Sabonis trade, I think putting a, a wing uh, like Sharp next to that, who can shoot the, the lights uh, out of the gym off the ball while still being able to create his own, and I think can slot up to the three a little easier. So I'm going to go with Shade Sharp here. That's that would basically be my reasoning, Corey, for doing the same thing is that he does measure out as a true wing. And while he's not physically ready yet to play the three in his rookie year in the NBA, I, I, I would agree with you. I think he's going to get there. And even if he's technically a three in more small ball lineups, I mean, you saw Sacramento want to draft Davion Mitchell being willing to experiment with these three guard lineups. And so having Shaden 
in that quote-unquote three-man backcourt versus Jay Nivey, I personally think would be a better fit alongside those two at this point. And he still offers all the long-term upside when, when, when we want to use that word. Although, don't don't say that Keegan Murray doesn't have upside around Rucker else. He might he might throw something through a window. Look, I know he does. I know he does. And, <laughs> and I think I would be I would be completely on board with that pick if that's the direction that Sacramento went. And I'll also say that, you know, for Sacramento fans, they might be a little afraid of a guy like Shaden Sharp, who's a little bit of a mystery yeah. guy, athletic shooter, after, you know, they ran into their Ben McElmore problem, you know, earlier this, uh, oh, this decade. Boy. Jesus, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I could see them being uh, excited and half the, the fandom being scared. But ultimately, I think it's, a, it's the way I want to go here. No, that's that's what I would do as well. I 100% agree with you. So, Rucker, you you have a chance here now at number five representing Detroit basketball. You can make that pick. You can go that route with your boy Keegan Murray. You can go with somebody like Jane Ivory. You could just throw a completely different curveball ass. I I never know what you're gonna do on a daily basis. You could you could shock us here. So what are you gonna do? I usually five? don't know what I'm gonna do. So there you go. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it was. I think if you're a Pistons fan, you, you left last night, you're bummed because you're like, oh, we, we could have gotten one of the top boys. But I, I think it could be a blessing in disguise because they're going to be in a good spot. Yeah. Um, I think it, Detroit's going to be in a, a position where hopefully they're getting one of Shaden Sharp or Jaden Ivey. And whatever Sacramento does, maybe Sacramento does take Keegan Murray on draft night and the Pistons have an opportunity to take either one they want. But um, – you know, here, I'm going to go Jaden Ivey. I really am warming up to that idea of that backcourt of Cade and Ivy with some crazy NASCAR speed, athleticism, yep. the length, the nastiness. That would be a really good fit. Um, I think that would be an exciting backcourt for years to come for Pistons fans. So, you know, all, although they didn't get up to the top three, I think they could still be in a great position to get someone like Ivy at five because they got up to three and stayed there. There would have been a debate. We would have been saying, yeah. are they going to go Ivy or Jabari? It would have been a little weird. And now it gets a little clearer. The picture is going to be a little bit more simple. So um, I like Ivy there. I'm warming listen, up to it. Listen, Chad Ford had the Intel feelers out like months ago when Detroit was, you know, at number one in, in mock drafts and at number two in mock drafts. And Chad was consistently putting Jay Ivy there based on a lot of the Intel that he had behind the scenes. So the Pistons could be at five, fall out of the top four, yet still get their guy. I mean, talk talk about a win uh, on draft that. I 100% agree with you. That leaves me with the Indiana Pacers at number six. I'm not I'm not spicing it up. We're 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 going Keegan Murray. We're going to take, in my opinion, one of the better player better players available at this point by my board. I can make an argument to take Johnny Davis right here. Johnny Davis is number six on my board, but I think Keegan Murray, he has more upside than I think a lot of people want to give him credit for Rucker. I mean, you're obviously, you're, you're the biggest one on this necessarily team really driving the Keegan Murray bandwagon. But I, I do agree with a lot of the points that you make on a daily basis. Like if we're talking about a Tobias Harris, like outcome for him on offense, that's upside. That's a max contract player. That's, I think a lot of teams would be ecstatic to know that they're getting that kind of value with the sixth pick in the draft, considering how many, how many darts just get thrown on draft night in the lottery. A lot of these guys, for whatever reason, just don't pan out to, to the level that, that we think they can pan out at. But I think Keegan Murray is a safe bet to maybe he's not 
the shade and sharp level of upside, but that doesn't mean he can't keep developing as a player on, on both ends of the floor. One of the smartest players in this draft class. We know he's a capable passer, a capable shooter scorer. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking Keegan Murray to, to slot into that Indiana team and then really fit like a glove with, with that organization. So Corey, you're on the clock, Portland yeah. trailblazers mm-hmm. at number seven, you have an important responsibility here. Do not upset Dane Willard more so than what he looked like last night <laughs> at the lottery. Goodness gracious. That man did not look happy to be there last night, but he was, he was there supporting his organization. Got to give him props. Yeah. Well, you know, I, we're not doing trades on, on this mock draft, but uh, I still think that this pick is going to be in play. Uh, the, the Jeremy Grant oh, rumors right. came out and if you're Dame, like you probably aren't going to be thrilled about adding an 18, 19 year old kid to the roster to help you advance back to your ultimate goal of making the playoffs. Are you thrilled so, about like trading the seventh pick for an expiring contract though, either? Like that's, it's, it's, well, it's a tough place sure. to be. Sure. I mean, uh, there, there are more options than Jeremy Grant out there, but sure. I think that the volatile situation whatever the whatever happens i need phoenix uh i need portland to right because the bulls have their pick lottery protected and i need them to make the playoffs so they got to they've got to <laughs> nail this i'm going to take aj griffin okay okay still, still a big believer uh he's still sixth on my board and i think that a team that needs like a more wingy guy they, they had the experiment with CJ and Dame. They, they went as far as they could with, with that duo, making it to the Western Conference Finals. Anthony Simons looks like he took a step. And, they, you know, if he makes – I don't think he'll make a huge leap next year, but if he continues to make small leaps within his career to play next to Dame, you're replacing that CJ production with, with Simons potentially. Uh, and getting, you know, Griffin allows them to put a guy at the three who – show that he doesn't need the ball in his hands to make an impact he can do that moving without the ball cutting shooting spotting up uh i'm not a buyer in him being this nuclear best shooter in the draft but i am a buyer in him being a uh absolutely plus shooter and my thing is i still really believe that he has so much more off the bounce potential than i think we're giving him credit for because he didn't get to show it on a team with uh, I mean, Wendell Moore, Jeremy Roach, Trevor Keels, Paulo Boncaro, like go down the line. It's just ball handler after ball handler after ball handler at Duke. And he came into the situation just buying in, trying to fit in. But if you went back and you watched him in high school, the kid, you know, has some real wiggle with the rock in his hand. He's got some real self-creation ability and he would bust it out every now and then. Yeah. And I believe that with facing uh, an offense that allows him to play with the ball in his hands a little bit more. I think that he can, you know, continue to improve upon that potential that he showed in high school. And not to mention he was, you know, this productive offensively. And this is a kid who missed a ton of time, yeah. you know, be it with injuries in high school, then with the COVID season, but he comes from an NBA family. Um, and I'm just buying in on the combination of the skill and the tools. And I know that defensively it wasn't great, this year but there were also a, to me like 
a lot of positive signs defensively too. They didn't happen as consistently as you want, but he would just show flashes of being able to bang in the post, switch out onto quick twitchy guards, getting out, making quick start, stop and transition really things, things that I'm just encouraged by. So I think he's got a ton of potential and I'm still buying all the AJ Griffin stock that everybody's, everybody's selling right now. Listen, man, the trailblazers need shooting on the wing desperately. And yeah, Regardless of everything that you said that could detract from his stock, you said a lot of positives. And the biggest one will obviously be that he is, he's one of the best shooters in this draft class. Like the numbers yeah. would indicate that from every single level he's been at. Like you can't, you can't dispute that. So he does definitely fill a need for that Trailblazers team and then potentially offers you more upside if he's able to come back into the swing of things even more so physically and get closer to, to what he was in high school. Tr- tremendous, tremendous high school town. I mean, there's a guy we talked about him as like a top five prospect for the season. So yeah, he's very, very sure. close to that going at number seven, the Pelicans at number eight, Tyler Rucker's on the clock. Do not disappoint the city of new Orleans Rucker. Keep the positive playoff momentum going. So many fun young pieces on that team. They can add another one. Who will that guy be? Yeah. I'm not going to let down anyone. Um, I think, New Orleans is going to be in a good spot. They can go in a number of different directions. I feel like I change my mind every day of who I think makes sense. Um, but for now, I'm going to go with Benedict Matherin, Arizona. I'm going to give okay. New Orleans another little feisty wing that can shoot the ball from outside, has some really intriguing defensive upside that I think could be unlocked with that core. And, we're getting some more shooting, which New Orleans has needed that over the years. They've needed to bring in some shooting to go alongside guys like Brandon Ingram. I know CJ's there, so Matherin will just be this kind of rotation burst or boost, if you want to put it that way, and continue to groom him. So, you know, I was thinking maybe Dyson Daniels there. We've done that a lot at no ceilings. I would love that fit too, but I'm going to go with Matherin. I'm going to change it up a little bit. The guy that I would have taken – if I was drafting for the Pelicans, I think this would be a very fun Johnny Davis spot um, mm-hmm. more so than a lot of the other places on the board. I, I, I think Matherin fits for basically the same reasons as I would probably say that Johnny Davis fits. So I do agree with the pick and potentially offers a little more upside there. If more of the, the shot creation really comes around, but either way, you're asking Matherin to be more of an off ball threat on offense around all of these other guys who thrive with the ball in their hands. So you get to take advantage of all of Matherin's strengths while taking advantage of his athleticism, his competitive motor on defense. He could be a really, really fun pick for the Pelicans. Can, can I bring up a wild card? You sure can. It's been bugging me today. Cause I think maybe this, cause I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to throw you both back in your chairs for the next pick. So okay. the, wow. you can go ahead. Um, Corey wow. on the stream last night, we made an official ruling about Jeremy's last name pronunciation. Can you please remind me of it? Cause it's been bugging me for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> Sohan. 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 There it is. Okay. Okay, I had it right. Sohan. So could Sohan be a wild card here? He could. Absolutely. I mean, this Pelicans team needs to keep adding to the defense, right? So why not? Well, if he's getting buzzed towards the top 10, I'm wondering who it is. And I, I think that could be a little bit of a David Griffin special. And, and the idea of adding him with Herb Jones. and ooh, I think he's in play anywhere in the top six yeah. from six to 10. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Yeah, Washington doesn't make a lot of sense. I guess San Antonio would probably make a decent amount of sense for, for Sohan. And we've even done that, I think, in the mock draft. 
in those cylinders as well. That's not where seven, I'm going though. Seven and nine would be where he's sizzling probably. But you guys, you, you guys, you guys better buckle up for this pick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shock the both of you because this is a Yannick player. Sosa. No, no, you're, 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 you're close though in the big man. Kai Soto. Kai no, Soto. we are. Yeah. I am not taking Kai yeah. Soto. He, mo- for, he went down my board today. First. In the big man family tree, though, this is a player who I've, I was not very, I was middling on him coming into the season. Then I kind of had him towards the back end of the first as we marched through the process. And then as I got to dive back, watch more of the film, potentially during the second half of the year, I shot this guy up into my lottery. And then we see what happens with measurements coming out today at the NBA Draft Combine. Yes, we're recording this on, on Wednesday, the 18th. I'm going Mark Williams out of Duke to the same level. I love this so much. Nine. This wow. guy. So wow. let's, so wow. let's – I know, Corey's like, wow, Nate, it took you this long to come around to, to my side. It finally happened. But <laughs> listen, a dead clock can be right twice a day, right? So he measured in, I believe it was seven two in shoes with a seven six and a half wingspan, if I'm correct on those yeah. measurements. Something, something ridiculous in terms of a standing reach. I think it was like 98 or 99 or something along those lines. Like this dude, the comparison with him in terms of who should go in the spot if you're taking a big, it's between him and Jalen Duran, right? I think San Antonio would actually rather have Mark Williams at this point. I think he's a more proven commodity at the center position. That Spurs team for all that they do defensively, which by the way, Mark Williams fits in defensively as well. They need offense from that spot as well. And we know Mark Williams is finishing virtually everything. He gets the opportunity to around the basket. Like, like one of these 70 plus two point field goal percentage guys. And that's, that's really the key separator. Um, for me, the high level finishing, if you're going to be this rim running type of big in the NBA, I've said this before, you need to be an incredibly high level finisher on offense, like, like a Robert Williams is like a Daniel Gafford is like, that's, that's the type of finisher you need to be And Mark Williams checks those boxes. He is that dude. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take him at number nine and I'm, I'm going to sleep like a baby doing so at this point, I, I would love that fit for San Antonio. So that's, that's what we're doing here. I know. But what, what do you guys think? Are you shocked? I went that high with him. No. Uh, no, I'm not shocked. I, I, he's awesome. He is awesome. He's an awesome basketball player, and he's you know one of the safer guys because you can bank on all of the things that that you touched on with him. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I people will say it's too early, but it's not like Mark Williams is like an old senior. No, you know he's still a he's young, a he's still a right. young player. Um. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a Spurs guy. I've been saying it with Metcalf on No Ceilings Pod. We've been saying, why wouldn't San Antonio consider Mark Williams here? Yeah, I completely agree with everything you just said, Nathan, because I think if it came down to they wanted a big, I still believe Mark Williams would be higher on their board. And it's not anything against Jalen Duran, because I think Jalen no. Duran has a higher upside. Yep. I just think Mark Williams is what they need. They need a early contributor that doesn't need a ton of touches or anything. He can just come in, play great defense. He has crazy length, as we saw today at the Combine. He's And you can see Ridiculous. it on film. I did not know he was that big. Did any of that, 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 that shock you as much as it shocked me? Those he's measurements? humongous on film. And I think yeah. that's what's just jumped at me all year, which is why I've been so in love with him. He is a disruptor without blocking shots. Like, he just 
causes problems yeah. with his frame, his length. The point guard's driving there, and, and it's like Chet. They look at him like, oh, crap. Like, there's Mark. I got to pull it back out. So I just think the, the motor's always running. He, he makes a lot of good strategic, like, winning time plays. He's a garbage man. Like, I, I could definitely see him being a sweet spot <laughs> at, at nine. I, I think people might think that's rich, but I love it. I think a, you're right on, Nathan. You're on to something. A lineup of Murray, Primo, Vassell, Kellen Johnson, Mark Williams. That would just make me so happy. And DeJounte Murray, someone DM'd me one day and said, I need to stop pronouncing his name wrong. So DeJounte Murray, I'm sorry. What were you pronouncing it? Uh, Deontay. What is your thing with with these pronunciations? I've, I've, no, no, no. Corey, I don't sleep. I've heard heard Deontay as well. I don't sleep, Corey. So there's just not, I I have to have some mistakes in life. Okay. And it's just pronunciations with draft prospects. All right. Yeah. Okay, I, you're you're right. I, I guess you know I have the experience with weird name pronunciations from working at a high school. Yeah, so and reading me, out rosters. So yeah, I, co- not everybody's got the yeah experience. I get that. When, when when we get that far in the podcast, by the way, it's Usman Jang. Yeah, I know that one, but yes. you know, I, I I I even have messed up lately and said Usmani. I I, I think and I, and I know Chuck definitely did on my podcast. We had to apologize for. For people listening in the audience so we're, we're going to try to get these pronunciations right listen un- unless we were the commissioner walking up to the podium with literally everything spelled out phonetically for us like we're going to make some mistakes it's no ceilings though baby we're having we're having fun we're having fun so Corey, mm. you're back on the clock with the washington wizards yep. we just yep. talked about sohan is in like a top 10 range you could go that direction you could go with somebody else who are you taking at number 10 for for chocolate city Washington uh, so Sohan would be fun just for like as my draft act co-host Albert said yesterday on the stream the United Nations that the Wizards are building uh, adding the the British Polish American kid would just hit a, a whole bunch of check marks for them but you're gonna but take I'm gonna Soto take, instead <laughs> right <laughs> no I'm I'm gonna take uh, Jalen Duran. okay yeah I, oh, that's, this a, little, one, that's a little new, Corey. I like this. Yeah, to me, look, I think Gafford is a fine player. Yeah. But right now, and things could change, I could see him having like a Javal McGee-like career, you know, ending where he's just like going to contenders and, and playing that role. But right now, I don't think he's a starting center. Uh, I watched him you know, as a Bulls fan, and I was really happy with the pick, and he was really productive early, and that's, I think, a tip in the cap to Mark Williams and that kind of archetype of player that it's maybe a little easier to find ways to contribute when you know what you're good at with your game. But he is not a guy that I'm like, you know what, center position's locked down. I think Jalen Duran is, at this point, his talent is jumping off the page for Washington, and they're a team that is kind of taken the let's – try to draft a whole bunch of wings strategy which is a a a positive strategy um so i'll I'll take duran i know they got Przingis. i know they have gafford but duran is a a kid who reclassified he's supposed to be getting ready for his senior prom and instead he's getting ready to you know play in the nba uh so i'm taking jalen duran and all the positive things that he showed you know from like the second half of the year on after basically after we saw him live in brooklyn 
you know, a, a little bit after that and on, I thought that oh, he was that, just a that tremendous. Fire. Oh boy. It wasn't a great game. It was, it was not a great game, but we got to see Tyrese Hunter put on a show before that. So that That's was right. Really we did. So I, I know, I know Rucker said it's definitely a little something different. I, I like it as well. We, we taught, you mentioned Daniel Gafford for, we, we can praise Daniel Gafford for what he gives you in like the 15, 20 minutes that he can play on the floor, but that's, that's like his max. I think at this point, I think we all yeah. know that's his max and Porzingis Lord only knows like how healthy is that? You can't make any plans. <laughs> yeah. You can't make plans based on Porzingis and his health. Exactly. So if, if the wizards get to talk to Duran, they, 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 they evaluate him. They feel like he's definitely a prospect that you can't pass on if he's there at this point. I can definitely see them going that direction. I don't think any of the bigs in front of him would, would prevent them from making that pick. So Rucker, now it's up to you. You got to make the city of New York very happy. You got to give the Knicks somebody to cheer for with the 11th overall pick. A number of intriguing options on the board, a number of guys who would make our own Albert Ginn a very happy Knicks fan. So I don't know which direction you're going to go, but you got a lot of options. This is tough. I know. I know. Oh, this is really tough. Did we reach the point where we're just like Sam Messina in every mock where we just go, this is gross? Like, is it, did, we, did we reach that point? Is it gross yet? No, I just know what I want to do. I just don't know if it really makes sense. And I think Corey knows what I'm exactly talking about. Do what's right in your heart. Because I, I think I I'm with you. I, I, can't I think I'm do with this. you. I don't. Nobody knows what he's saying. I, I can't pass him. I, I got to take Johnny Davis. I can't pass him. There you do. Thank you. Okay. I can't. I mean, that would be just like. See, I love the fit. Got too, it. I love that fit. I just like Dyson Daniels there really excites me, but getting Johnny Davis at 11 would be just fantastic. Um, yeah. That might be a rookie that Tibbs actually plays. I, I, I love Donnie. I mean, I love Johnny. I, I'm, I'm all over the place now because if that actually happened and I'm looking at the board and this isn't unrealistic and, and no. I have Johnny really high on my board, but this could be a weird order that could happen. And all of a sudden Johnny's the guy that just slips through the cracks and falls right into the Knicks lap, but tough, gritty New York would literally fall in love with them after two games. Um, he would just play his butt off and give it every single night. So I, I'd love that fit. I, I think that would be a slam dunk. And I, I, I would love Daniels there, but I, I do think Johnny, that'd be too intriguing to pass up. I, I love exactly what you just said. That I think I think these first six picks, we went pretty chalk in terms of how yeah. I would expect it to play out today. We started going a, a little differently, although it's not, not anything crazy with AJ Griffin at seven of the Blazers. And then we, we've been making some, some different picks, but as you pointed out, like, these are all very realistic picks that could happen. Like the reasoning we have behind all of these selections is absolutely there. So if Davis fell to number 11, I mean, we all think he has star potential. Like that's, that's not news to, to any of us. I don't know why he has been soured on at this point on social media. I personally don't get it. We, we know Metcalf doesn't get it. We know Metcalf just wants to like pull his hair out every time he goes on Twitter at this point. So yeah, getting him at number 11, incredible. He measured value. His measurements today, man. I could not I believe mean, he's almost six little, six. I was a little. I think that was a big, big number today. That not a lot, not enough people are talking about. We were all drooling over the Mark Williams stuff, but the Johnny numbers. I was like, yeah, whoa, okay. That's like, a, that's that puts him that puts him in 
the conversation where Metcalf doesn't sound like a psychopath anymore. Yeah. No. I mean, he, no. if he was almost – well, he was 6'5 and – He's uh, six five and three quarters. So I mean, we're, you're almost he's six, close six. enough to six six. Yeah, that I, surprised me. You know what, Nathan? Like we're we're doing all these mocks. We're looking at this stuff. Eight to eleven right now. This could all you happen. could throw any of those guys in any order. You could yeah. throw Dyson Daniels in there. You could probably throw Branham in there. That could happen. Like yeah. one, two guys are going to fall and, and some team's going to just jump all over it. Johnny could be that, you know, Matherin could be that. Um, it's going to be fascinating. Well, I'll, so just, I'll, be, I'll just give you the spoiler alert. Right? Dyson Daniels is going to be my pick at number yeah. 12 and, for, and for and the Oklahoma Sam, City Thunder. Sure. Sam Presti's going to bring out a tequila bottle if that happens. <laughs> if he gets Jabari <laughs> Smith and Dyson Daniels yeah. in the same draft, holy smokes. Talk about plugging multiple holes in, in one draft. I I love. Yeah, I this. mean, come on, Nathan. We're going to talk about plugging multiple holes, and you don't want me to make I'm a joke. It. I'm holding it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we, tr- we, we're trying we. to get more back towards PG <laughs> after last night's stream. So no, it's 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 the Track Keeper podcast. It's fine. That's we, what she we, said. We, we, we do what we want here. Yeah. We, we we quite literally do what we want here. Um, uh, <laughs> I loved what Steven did with Jabari Smith and Jalen Duran, but I would be even more ecstatic if it was Jabari Smith and Dyson Daniels at this point. Because, like, Dyson Daniels really has gained enough steam to the point where I think a lot of people would agree he, he has, like, top eight value potentially in this draft. So we talk about, talk about the word value and getting these players later than what we're projecting them on a big board. That would be so. Oh my god, it'd be so much value for the to be able to slot in and have a have like a quote unquote backcourt of SGA, Daniels, and Kitty. Holy shit! Like, come on, like, and, and Very you big. Put Jabari Smith, and they're like, "What are we doing?" Like, God, God bless the Thunder. I I really hope they knock this draft out of the park. They they one hundred percent deserve to. I think they have the ammunition to go ahead and do it, um, especially with moving up. If they draft Daniels, they got to start playing the Australian national anthem before every game, <laughs> for every home game. That's the, I don't make the rules. That's, That's the just rule. how it, how it Well, happens. well, so 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 they they have Giddy, then they take yeah. Daniels in this draft, then they get Tyrese Proctor in next year's yeah. draft, and then you really have to you have to play the anthem. Yeah, we we don't make the rules. Just put the flag on the jersey. I mean, there it is. So Corey, you being on the clock for the Charlotte Hornets, I I took the yeah. popular man to draft at number thirteen for the Hornets. I I, right. I apologize if I stole your thunder, but no, I, I, I don't I don't know where you're gonna go now. No, I'm feeling I'm feeling great about this. Uh, I'm feeling great about where I'm going with this. I'm I'm gonna take Malachi Branham here. It's yeah, starting I'm trying. not in. Good. I, I mean, look, I mentioned it yesterday in the stream because we I took Branham. I got the pick for Charlotte yesterday as well. I don't know if Lamelo Ball is the guy in the last five minutes of a playoff game who you want to be going and, you know, getting up a bunch of shots. I know he can get the shots. I don't know if he has the shot profile to be one of those crunch time scorers. I think that Branham does have that shot profile. He also fits really well next to Lamelo because he can so easily play off the ball and yep. just, you know, catch and shoot, get out and transition, cut to the hoop. Little little things like that, but in the last few minutes, you can give Branham the ball and tell him to to go, whether it's out of isolation, whether it's out of pick and roll, and he could be your Chris Middleton in this scenario. So yep. I, I think that, um, I mean, in this scenario, yesterday we 
we still had Mark Williams on the board. So I took Branham knowing that Cleveland wasn't going to take another center and I was going to try to double dip and get both. But Williams is off the board here and I'm still taking Branham. I'm not reaching for, you know, uh, Walker Kessler or any of these other bigs. I'm, I'm taking, you know, the, the dead eye sniper who is six, five with a six ten wingspan. Rucker help, help the calm. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. He measured six, five with a six ten wingspan. Branham. Branham. I'm yeah. pretty, I'm pretty sure that I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see him. Yeah. I honestly did not see his measurements. Hold so. please. We're at a hold. Just hold. keep talking. I'll find it out. Thank you. Oh, holy smokes. <laughs> well, what I was going to ask you, Rucker, yeah, was yes, he did. Six, five and a half with the six ten wingspan, 194 holy, pounds. Holy smokes. Wow. I, I, I could have sworn that kid was like probably six, four and a half watching on film. Wow. Go, goes to show how bad my eyes can be. Some, sometimes I, I get the eye test really right on film. Sometimes I get it horribly. Well, right. Hugo Basson measured at 6'6 six, six today, and I thought he was like six foot and a six, half. I, 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 I did not. That, there's no way that can be right, can it? There's no I'm way that can be right. His agent I don't know who's like doing the measuring guy at least 10 grand and said, <laughs> hey, let's, let's, let's bump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. That guy is not bigger than six three. Yeah. I don't. I don't care what anybody says. This six is the Sharif. Is this the Sharif Cooper situation last year? <laughs> oh my God! The one that sent Twitter into an absolute frenzy. Jesus. <laughs> what 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 I was going to ask Buckley was because I, I love to pick that Corey just made, and I was going to go to you to maybe help ease any other potential concerns Charlotte Hornets fans might have about it because they took James Booknight last year, and I'm I, listen. I'm a Booknight fan too, but Booknight does not shoot the rock. Like this kid does. I mean, this kid is one of the most efficient guards I've evaluated at, at the college level. It's absolutely insane what, what he was able to do this year. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a humongous fan. I, we talked about it a little bit on the stream last night. I think uh, this might be one of my favorite fits that's developing that I, I just, the more and more you think about it, I absolutely love. I love Book Knight. I, I still believe that he could be a guy that has kind of almost like a bounce back sophomore year, if you want to say that. But can you play the two of them together? Can you can you give the ball to Branham and kind of let him initiate some of the offense out of the pick and roll and play the both of them together? Maybe, um, especially if you're taking Lamelo so. out. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Charlotte is in a position where they can't just be like, "Well, we have book night, so we can go. A di- we have to go a different direction." They just need to keep throwing darts at the board, and if Branham clicks and then book night clicks, now you got some real nice depth. And I just think that is a, a fantastic selection because I'm right there with Corey. I love LaMelo. I think he's a really damn good basketball player. I think he needs some help at the end of a game. I, I don't think you could just give LaMelo the ball and be like, no matter Cut. what, take over. <laughs> like, you, I think you just, he's going to need some help. He needs someone else that can get some buckets. Everyone does. That's, um, that's fine. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not a slant, like slander towards him. He needs some that's, help. That's the best thing that you just said, though, was he needs some help. Because yeah. when when these franchises find these, like, potentially generational talents, all of a sudden they're under the pressure to just keep adding pieces and turn this team into, like, a winner, like a team that can contend in, like, the top six spots in its respective conference. And that means with these two picks here at 13 and 15, you can't blow those picks. You have to take known commodities. And we know that Malachi Brandon is a good player coming in with the potential to be a great player down the road. You got to nail that pick. I 100% agree. So Rucker, speaking of being on the clock, 
that leaves you with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I, I, a lot of people have been mocking Brandon to the Cavs. I would, I, if I was, if I was a Cleveland fan, I would be absolutely ecstatic if, if that happened in real life, but he is off the board in our scenario. So Cleveland has to go a different direction. Where are you going? You know, um, I can't, I, I just think this is the perfect fit. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Cavs fans. You're going to see it way too many times with me. Ochai Abaji just seems perfect mm. for the Cavs, and, and I can't. Damn it, Rucker, that that's idea. where I was going to go next. Well, I just, it. I can't get that idea out of my head, and, and he's exactly what they need. I, I'm trying to get a little bit more creative and, and figure out another wrinkle. Maybe Jeremy could be a wild card here, but I don't think they're going to do that with that front court depth. You know, shout out Laurie Markinen. Um, I, I think just the floor spacing. Um, he's going to be an early contributor. I know people are a little nervous because he's an upperclassman, which always makes me roll my eyes. But Abaji is Cleveland took a strong step this year to, in the right direction. They did drafting Abaji keeps the momentum going forward because you're getting a guy that is just going to be a really good rotation player. He's going to play his butt off. He plays tough defensively. He can shoot the cover off the ball. I think that's exactly what a team on the rise needs. Nathan, we talk about it. Don't swing for the fences, hit a single, hit a double. This is, this is a great value pick. I think Cavs fans should be drooling for this. You know, who doesn't want you to hit that single or double? Uh, Isaac Okoro doesn't want you to hit that single or yeah, double. Like, <laughs> probably. I, if, if, if the Cleveland Cavaliers get to take one of Branham or Agbaji on draft night, I'd be a little concerned if I was Okoro. Like, next year, he really has to start showing. For everything he does defensively, he's got to show more of the offense next yep. year. Like, at that point, there, there are no more excuses left. Because we know we know is going to shoot. As you said, he's going to shoot the cover off the ball. Branham would do the same thing. Either one of those guys would be excellent fits at this point in Cleveland. So Charlotte Hornets at number 15. Man, I have two players I'm thinking of right here, Corey. Mm. I could go, I could go Tari Eason right here. And sure. I could give them the 6'9 athletic forward that can make plays on the defensive end would would absolutely fit with the style of basketball they want to play around the mellow ball. Or I could go with the player who I think I am going to draft. I, yeah. I threw you back into your chair a little bit with Mark Williams. You ready for this one? I, I hope so. I'm gonna go Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make Whoa. the Jalen Williams pick at 15. You know why I'm gonna make the Jalen Williams pick? Now at we're 15? getting spicy. Because we are all very confident in no ceilings. This is this is one of our two guys that were very underrated, I think, coming into the cycle that we're just we're gonna plant our flags on as a team. We're going to plant our flag on Jalen Williams Island. And he's, to me, he's one of the most known commodities at this point in this first round class. I am very confident about the player he's going to be on both sides of the ball with still room to get better. And Charlotte has to knock this pick out of the park. And Tari Eason, I'm sorry. I know there are a lot of Tari Eason fans out there. I did, Rucker, did you, you're, you're back now. You had to step away for a little bit. Did you see the name on the sheet? Nathan's, wow. he's, He's uh, I'm living hanging out with tonight, boys. Um, he's doing key bumps with Scott Skiles <laughs> in the bathroom. Is Nathan, what he's doing. Nathan, we're um, whatever you're drinking, double shot. Um, I'm just talking about. Listen, we love so, it. So, we love it. We so, love so, it. And 
Yeah, Rucker. Rucker, I know. Well, Rucker hates it, I think, too. Because no, he, I don't. He wanted to just, take this guy. But. Just talk about shaking James Booknight's <laughs> cages. <laughs> hey, James, how was your rookie year? Well, it's about to get – your second year is about to get a little bit more interesting. Um, so, so, so what I was saying to Corey before he came back was there's Jalen Williams is one of two players I was thinking about for this pick. The other guy was Tari Eason, and there are a lot of Tari Eason fans out there. I am – I have him as a top 20 guy, but I'm, I'm not in love with him. And the fact that we got to knock this pick out of the park if we're the Charlotte Hornets, I'm going to take one of the most known commodities, in my opinion, in this first-round class, a guy who we've been talking about the measurements, everybody's been drooling about him. We are so confident with what he can do on both sides of the ball. As a no-sillers collective, we're, we're playing the flag for Jalen Williams. I, I love this pick. I love this pick for Charlotte. And you know what? I think if it happened, I think if Jalen Williams was a top 20 guy, some people might roll their eyes a little bit, but then all of a sudden his rookie year and then his sophomore year, this guy is exploding as a legitimate contributor. I am, I am not overstating the fact when I say that I think you could have a Desmond Bain like impact in the NBA in terms of this guy's going to come and be far better than everybody initially anticipated. And that this is the type of guy you want to think with a top 15 pick. And I, I'm just, you, you can talk me to Tari Eason. I'm just not, I'm just not a Tari Eason guy. I, I, I think that if you take him, that pick has the chance to potentially face plant. And if he turns out great, that's fine. That's excellent. I'm rooting for him. I just personally don't want to be the GM drafting. Him. So that's where I'm at. That's why I took him. But Rucker, you, I don't think you got enough words in. I, I, I drafted your boy off the board. I apologize. But what, what do you think? No, I, I think people might listen and think it's a little wild, but you're, you're building depth. And another interesting wrinkle when you look at Charlotte, um, Kelly Oubre is going to be on an expiring contract. So maybe they look to move him. And then you need to add some more yeah. wings, some more scoring. Um, so I, I know people might look at it and be like, what are you, we need a big, we need, we need a depth in the front court. I'm not taking another center right here though. No, like, there's I, no I, other center that, that can come back and, and return that kind of value. If opinion. you're looking at the board that we have, there's no one worthy of taking in the 15 spot from a big man. I'm Corey, sorry. Is, Corey, is there, is there a big you would throw in there that, that, that you'd be like, arguing with me, be like, no, they need a big, you should have taken this guy. Cause there anybody else that you think falls in the value at this point? No. No, I, okay. I, I'm not, not anywhere close to here. Okay. Not so nowhere we're all close. In agreement at I, that point, yeah. There's, to me, there's, it's Duran Williams, and that's the only, those are the only two first round picks yeah. for me. Yeah, Kamagate, I can, I can buy into taking him in the first round, but I think even at I'm that out. point, it's like, it's like a back I'm out. Post. All right, so Corey, Corey's just out. We're not Corey. Corey wouldn't even let himself be talked in the back end of the first flyer, but that that that's fine. Rucker, can, are you set a screen. Go? Just set a screen and open up. You're going to be a professional NBA player. Can you set a screen and open up the right way, please? That's it. Man, that's all I want to know. If Steven was on this podcast, you'd be picking a fight with, with Steven. That would be a hard that's question for him to answer. <laughs> all right, Corey, bring bring some stability back to this mock draft. You're at 16. Fuck. The Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> on the clock you don't even want to make this pick right now either uh it's it's a little I, gross I know, right now but no i know what i have to do and it's i'm excited to do it but it's not what i want to do but it's what okay. i have to do because atlanta's okay. in the atlanta's in the situation where i think everybody on that roster is gonna is feeling a little bit of heat after yeah. the year that they had um and they need to they need to hit on this pick. This cannot be 
a wasted asset. This cannot be a, a take a chance on a guy pick and they need to really fill out their roster in a meaningful way to where this person has a chance to actually contribute next year. So I'm going to take Jeremy Sohan. Okay. Could have absolutely taken him with Charlotte as well. I just, there are concerns about him offensively and they are, they are absolutely valid concerns. You could argue to take Sohan as high as anywhere in the six to 10 range. He could also fall here if a team isn't as confident in the offense, but in Atlanta, you're not drafting him to be this awesome sharpshooter and this awesome offensive player. You know what you're bringing him in for. You're bringing him in to play defense. And Atlanta just needs a good guy. They need any defense they can get at this point. So I, I would agree 100%. That, that's a great pick to make. Rucker, Houston Rockets, number 17. They already made one pick. I, I gave them Paolo Bencaro. Number of interesting directions you could take. Probably, I guess the biggest surprise right now is that is that Sohan did fall this far. Aramak would probably be the biggest surprise, but I I think it's also a little realistic as well. But we'll see where you go at seventeen. Who you go with? I'm I'm feeling just crazy. Do like, it crazier than usual. I already did two picks of absolute craziness in my opinion. So let's <laughs> let's do it. Let's keep it rolling. I'm gonna I'm gonna go international here. Here we I'm go. Take Uzman Jang. To the there it is. Rockets. That's, that's, that's what I wanted. Paulo, Usman, Sangoon, Shangoon. Oh boy. Let's just Showtime Rockets, the rebirth of Showtime. Welcome to Houston. <laughs> I, I actually really like this idea. Um, Garuba, too. Yeah. I, I like the raw tools. Jr. Are we just naming players? I'm just saying, like, that's some <laughs> fun pieces. That's some fun raw talent. Josh Christopher, Jalen Green. I, I, I like that. I mean, Jang has the playmaking, the raw upside to be a really scary asset if he clicks. If he clicks and you have Jalen Green alongside him with Paulo and our boy Shangun. Yeah. It's a fun core like that's a fun potential starting lineup so yeah i like that a lot i just thought of that on the go and thank you guys for your support <laughs> there, there there is very little that i'm concerned about with him from a skills perspective i think a lot of the concerns or i, I shouldn't say a lot the, the the few concerns i have tie back to the body and i think he is definitely going to fill out and get stronger and i think more and more of those concerns are going to ease themselves away as the years go on so you give him time to develop this is a rockets team with very few expectations, probably for the next two to three years. So let him come along, let him develop, and you might have a potential home run swing with the 17th pick. I love it. Oh God, I have so much pressure on me right now because I have, have the biggest pressure. I have the biggest Bulls fan at no ceilings looking at me right now, expecting me to take the right player at number 18. This means I can't mess around. I I I can't go completely batshit crazy with this pick. I have to be responsible. I know what I'm doing though. I'm taking EJ Liddell at 18. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna make the responsible pick. And it's it's not just responsible when I say that in terms of it's like the quote unquote the safe pick, right? I think we all we all agree that EJ Liddell is gonna be a, a really good NBA player. He might not be great. I, I don't think I would make the bet that he's great, but I think he's going to be really good for a long time in the NBA. And that that positional positional versatility that he brings he can play he can play the four he can play some of the three he can be a small ball five depending on the lineup 
Corey, as, as a Bulls fan, I, I think you've been clamoring for EJ Liddell to go to the Chicago Bulls. I think he would probably check a lot of the boxes for you. What do you think about the pick? Yeah, I love it. Uh, like you said, he checks a lot of boxes. I love his defensive uh, potential in the Bulls lineup. He gives yeah. them something that they're currently lacking. Uh, I think you could play him in small ball lineups at the five with a guy like Patrick Williams. Uh, but he also fits at the four really well with Vucevic, who can play both inside and out. So, uh, and he's not going to have to take a ton of the tough shots that he took last year at Ohio State. He's going to be able to just do, you know, he's going to be able to roll, pick and pop, get out in transition, and, you know, just focus on on keeping the game simple, which is exactly what he, you know, rookies need to do to earn playing time. And, and Billy Donovan has always been a guy who's willing to, you know, play young guys and give them a chance to earn their minutes. So I, I think Liddell is a guy who would have a realistic shot given, you know, what happens in free agency to actually earn minutes on the Chicago team. So I, you know, this 18th spot for Chicago, I, I think they're, they're going to get a, a player that I'm going to be happy with. I haven't felt great about their positioning in a few years, but this year I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty, pretty good about it. I love, I love the, unless, unless they, unless they take Blake Wesley, then, then you might not be as excited. Then I'll, then I'm not going to, I'll be, you'll see something aside of me on, on the draft stream that you've never seen before. And you, and, be, and you won't be the only one, my friend. They, they, they need a big of some, of some sort. And yeah, for the same reasons that I wasn't going to take a, a true center for Charlotte with, with, with that pick 15, I'm not going to, not going to draft Kamagate or Kessler with the Bulls here either. We're, we're going to take a player that, in my, in our opinion, I should say, brings a lot more value to, to the table at this point. So, Corey, as I just had pressure from you, you mm. have pressure from Tyler Metcalf to not screw this pickup for the Minnesota Timberwolves. There right. are plenty of players on the board that could piss him off that you could draft. But I know you're not going to do that to him. Metcalf's a, a warrior for us in those seals. I know you're not going to do that to him not i'm i'm gonna try my hardest not to piss him off um but i'm gonna go with tari eason here okay i think i think uh they're a team that one they need a, a guy of his archetype they really don't have too many guys that fit that modern wing you know i know you can consider uh you know uh Jaden mcdaniels that maybe uh, but outside of him, there's not too many of these guys who you could see swinging up and down as defenders. Uh, I, I'm a bigger believer in, in Eason's shot long-term than I think a lot of people who know ceilings are. I like his handle a little bit more. He definitely uses it to mostly go right, and that, that's a concern. But I'm more in on his defense, but I like, I, I like that he's got some nasty to him, and I think that they need more of those guys who have the nasty to, yep. to him, you know, you see the Patrick Beverly, the culture that he's tried to instill in all these guys. Anthony Edwards has that dog in them. And, you know, a, a guy like Cat, who's very laid back and that's not really his personality, I think surrounding him with more of those guys at a position in need at where I think this is like tremendous value for Eason, who I could also see potentially going anywhere from like 10 to 14 in the lottery as well. So I, I, I think this is a good spot for, for Eason. And it would have been a good spot for – E.J. Liddell, too, who is also likely going to be a popular target Absolutely. for the Timberwolves. But he, he went a pick earlier, so we had to go in a different direction. But I like, I like the Eason fit for, for all the reasons that you outlined, Corey. Rucker, second pick in the first round for the San Antonio Spurs, number 20. you got to pick for the boring franchise 
I, I can only imagine the direction you're going to go. Where, where are you going at number 20? I hate every option. Um, All right, so we've we've reached it, folks. That this is gross. We, yeah, we I I'm in the mud now. We're we're in the we're in the end game now. Um, <laughs> nice, nice Avengers yeah. reference, because considering that's that, that that's what we've we've been. Yeah, I've been waiting for the the theme song to be playing in the background the whole time. Um, they put I, that I, in. Post. Yeah, I just don't love a lot of directions they could go. The, the problem is, is the, the guard depth they have really throws a wrinkle at some of these options. Um, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to draft Patrick Baldwin Jr. here. Oh, Thank my you. gosh. Thank dude. you. Come on. Thank you. Come um, on. I was going to That's where I was. That's what I would have done. I, I think there's a couple options there that I know Spurs fans might be fascinating themselves with a couple different directions i think that could be a very big like let's swing for someone long term here um peyton watson was in the back of my mind i think if baldwin was on the board that could be the spurs saying hey we will figure it out yeah that's too big of upside for us so um i like that i i think you know they've got enough defensive guys and we we added Mark Williams to the mix. Let's get a let's get a shooter. Let's get some offense. So I like that. That'd be it's, a good one too. It's one less player that Coach Chip has to work with, right? We 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 know that Pat Baldwin can shoot the ball. For for anything yeah. else that he might not be able to do, we know he can shoot the, the cover off the ball. So I love the pick. I would have went there at twenty one to the Denver Nuggets to go along with the theme that they just love to draft players who have horrible freshman years slash injury riddled freshman years. So. Pat Baldwin would have fit into that role just nicely, but I can't go that direction anymore. So I'm going to stop the fall a little bit. I'm going to take Jane Hardy here at 21. We're going to stop the, stop the fall. He's a guy who he doesn't have to be ready immediately right out of the gate to return value for the Nuggets team that doesn't really want to play a lot of young guys anyways. I know Bones was in the rotation this year, definitely earned his way into the rotation, but kind of just just named second second team all rookie as we speak just got named did he really he 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 earned that though bone bones highland was a fantastic prospect last year definitely earned being a part of that rotation but hardy can be another one of these guys comes in playing off of Jokic, playing off of so many other talented offensive players on that team he gets the freedom to just be him and just shoot the shit out of the ball play offense look to score and not have to worry about doing too much of anything else on that end of the floor. And then you you live with the defense it gives you because he's probably not going to be a starting player for them, at least not right now. Anyway, he's going to be a guy they bring off the bench and he's going to be instant offense for that team off the bench along with with Bones Highland. I I really like that fit the more and more and more that I think about it. Memphis Grizzlies at 22. Corey, go ahead. You you have the floor. <clears throat> the floor is yours. Yeah, this is... Just say it. This, this is gross. Is... there's there's stuff I like there is stuff I like um there's not stuff I like a lot right now but there's stuff I like I'm gonna take um I'm gonna take Wesley for him okay okay I'm gonna take Blake Wesley for them here we 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 talked ourselves into it last night didn't we Corey yeah. Did you? Are you yeah, drinking just so. a, a smidge more of the Blake Wesley Kool Aid? Just a smidge more? No. Well, we were, we ran through the first, and we were like, 
if if the buzz that's circling about Blake Wesley having some fans in the lottery, we were yeah. trying to go through. We were like, what team could it be? And then we kept going down the board and we got to Memphis. And I was like, he could go to Memphis, couldn't he? And yeah, I was like, hey, Corey was like, that makes some sense. And then we all kind of agreed on like Memphis would be probably a great spot for Blake Wesley to go. So um I my opinion on Blake Wesley is a little bit lower, but I could see that making some sense with with Memphis's track record. And the fact that I joked about it last night, I was like, he ain't starting. So it's gonna it's gonna be an easy fit for him. It's like, hey, welcome, welcome to the rotation. You're not playing over uh Mr. Morant at all. So Rucker, yeah, yeah. oh go ahead, Corey. No, I he needs to go to the right spot. He is yeah. a context dependent yep. guy. Yes. Uh and in his context, this is one that makes sense for him because like Rucker said, he's not gonna be starting. And that means that you know, I, I think if you look at the the Grizzlies, one of the things you would argue that they need is that they need that guy who, if Jaws not in the game is going to like be able to create his own shot um, consistently and try to put pressure on the rim in the last few minutes of a game. You know, obviously Desmond Bain, tremendous player. Uh, you, you look back, he's probably going in the top five of his class pretty easily. And But he's a like take the right kind of shots guy. He's not a I need to force it, get mine, and, and you know – not yet, at least. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put yeah. a pass him to develop some of those chops. But as as it stands now, that's Wesley's game. Uh, he adds a, a dynamic, like quick, athletic guy, uh, groundbound, more groundbound than than you'd think. But you know, I, he gets after it defensively, and, and you've seen that Taylor Jenkins will play guy young guys who get after yes, it defensively, he so he can earn he can earn minutes defensively. And then as long as he just learns to tone it down, and you know, playing with some of these guys, the the space that a guy like triple j provides it's it seems like you could talk yourself into it if you're like uh leaning a little bit more anti-wesley it, it's a spot that you could at least see where the path goes to it working out so for someone who's been uh, a blake wesley believer for a decent amount of this draft cycle this is somebody who i've had to bring up my board and then kind of knock him down a little bit and i've, I've brought him back up to basically this range on my board and you, you have to have the long view in the room, right? Like th this isn't going to be a guy who's going to come in and blow you away in his rookie year. Can he be good enough to, to play some minutes? Absolutely. But is he going to blow you away? Probably not. But if you play the long game with him, give him two years, he could really be, we talk about guys who could return lottery type value in this draft class. Wes is one of these guys who can get uh, mid to late first round. He could absolutely get there. So I, uh, you, you won't hear any complaints from me. I, I really like the pick for Memphis. Rucker, 23, the Brooklyn Nets. No, no pressure at all for this young guy to come in, right? No, no, no pressure. They got enough guys who are going to play in front of this guy. Whoever you choose to take can come along slowly like a Cam Thomas and develop. Who are you taking at 23? I went a different direction last night, and it's been bugging me ever since I did it. So I'm going to try to make things right. <laughs> Oh, draft man. deeper. I'm gonna give the good draft deeper mock drafts. Last night I, I made some mistakes, so I'm gonna go with a guy that I've been warming up to. And I heard you, you can argue I've already made mistakes, so it's, it's if you, we can keep the train rolling well, both ways. But this, the city of Charlotte might agree, but I, I <laughs> still have some faith. Um, have a little faith, you know, great song. Um, I'm gonna go with the guy biscuit version, right? 
yeah, obviously. <laughs> what other version? Um, sure. I'm going to go with a guy that I'm, I'm heating up on. I'm starting to get pretty intrigued. I'm going to make Nathan smile a little bit bigger tonight. Oh, uh-oh. I'm going to take Bryce McGowan's. Okay. Okay. Brooklyn Nets. I'm going to get me some length. I'm going to get me some serious upside. He's going to get locked in a locker room and watch Kevin Durant's shooting versatility and watch film with him. And we got He's probably uh, already playing with him. He's training in, in New York City with Brickley. There you go. So I'm saying, I, I think the offensive upside, Cam Thomas takes another step. You might have some firepower coming off that bench. So I, I kind of like that. I like that vibe. So listen, all, all Brooklyn wants to do is draft bucket getters. Yeah, so. let's get some buckets. They don't need defense. We get buckets oh. in Brooklyn. Stadium's quiet, but we get buckets in Brooklyn. So I have the Bucks at twenty-four. There, there is a pick that I really want to make. I just don't know if I have the balls to actually make it. I know the you guy took who took Jalen. I know the guy who took Jalen. Don't have the balls. Might, might not have the balls. <laughs> Fine, fine. You know what? Just Russell do it. Me out. I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna say Dale and Terry at 24. Yes, I knew it. I love it. I I was thinking about a guard, regardless, right? Ty Ty Washington has fallen a little bit. Kennedy Chandler would still be in play, but we're just we're just gonna take upside at 24. We're gonna take Dale and Terry, six seven guard, plenty of length, can be a defensive nightmare for teams out there. When you talk about Drew Holiday and Dale and Terry can be on the floor. At the same time, with Giannis and Tedekumpo, oh, holy smokes. How, how, how are you scoring on that team? How are you even going to find dry, driving space to get in the lane uh, on, on that team? Good good grief. And and we've talked about it, Rucker. I know that you're Terry guy as well as Albert. You, you guys are both driving the, the, the Dale and Terry bandwagon. You do think there's some offensive upside to keep tapping into as well. The shot's not as bad as some people might want to make it out to be. Has some scoring upside very low mistake, low turnover type of player. One of these younger guys, if he comes in and gets NBA minutes, I don't think he's going to make some of the same mistakes as rookies would make. I think you trust him a little bit more in, in that regard. Maybe not giving you as much firepower, as much bang for your buck early on, but at least he's probably not going to do or make as many dumb mistakes as a lot of other rookies would make. He's just never going to be this force guy. He, he, he yeah. knows his strengths. He knows his weaknesses. So um, his shot is going to scare a little bit of people. I understand it's a work in progress. I think once he adds some upper body strength, that'll probably look a lot better. Um, but he's also one of those guys, if you leave him wide open, he can hit it and, and he can hit big game shots in big time minutes. So he also knows he's got the length and quickness that if he has a lane, he can get in the traffic, throw up a floater. Um, but just the vision, the playmaking, he's one of those just energizer bunnies that can, yeah. even with defense, he can just bring a crowd to its feet with just his passion and, and swagger on the court. So, um, you know, Milwaukee, a lot of people, myself included, we were like, Oh, maybe they need to get some more shooting. They need to get some death. Milwaukee might just be in a position like, get us a dog. We need some more guys yeah. to grind in the playoffs and, and have some rotation. What better there. mentor, by the way, than Drew Holiday? Who yeah. better to have as a mentor? Like, pretty, pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> I, so. I'd say pretty good. And you, and you know what? You know what? We might we might look back at this mock and we might say it's it's gone off the rails a little bit. But I isn't like this it. isn't I this like kind it. of how it's probably going to happen on draft night though? Do we really think this draft of all drafts is gonna go by the textbook? Like I, I don't think so. I, I think we're all gonna be sitting back on our live stream that we do for no ceilings. We're all gonna be having plenty of those WTF moments. 
on draft night. So this, this would not shock me in the slightest. Yeah, I, I like it, Nathan. I really do. I San Antonio it. Spurs, back on the clock. Third first-round pick. Corey at 25. Are we keeping the craziness going? We, we, we reeled it back in a little bit. You, you've been the one to actually reel us in a little bit. So may, maybe you can keep that trend going. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm being rational with this pick, but you'll have to let me know. Uh, I'm going to take Jake LaRavia for, for the Spurs. And Jake LaRavia has pulled out of five on five. So I just saw that. We, maybe, maybe he got a promise. Promise season, baby. It could be promise season for Laravia. He pulled out. He, you know, maybe good showing. He got, you know, uh, the the thumbs up from a team. But for the Spurs, uh, which is, you know, and their team, I've heard that may have some interest in him. I just, you know, he's a Spurs kind of guy. He plays the he game is. the right way. He's got a high IQ. He makes good decisions with the ball in his hands. Uh, you know, he he can cut off the ball. And when you, you're playing with a guy like DeJounte Murray, like if you can move off ball, he's going to find you for open buckets. He spaces the floor. He can play multiple schemes defensively. He can switch out on the perimeter. You can put him, you know, anywhere on the court and tell him to go make plays and he'll do it. He's, you know, I like to call him to like baby Franz Wagner. You know, I don't, I, I don't think he's first team all rookie like Franz was this year, but I think that he's a guy that's going to be able to impact games as a role player for, for a long time in the league. So uh, and I saw him work out. I saw his work ethic. I talked to him. I got to know him. I, I love the the personality uh, behind him. And uh, I think, you know, he'll fit in well in a locker room. So I, I'm going to take Jake LaRavia here. By the way, and for whatever reason, I'm, I'm sure you've seen the content already, if, if you are an avid listener of this podcast. But Corey has been a workout warrior for us at No Ceilings. Been going around, talking with some guys, interviewing some guys talking about Jake LaRavia content, Kevin McCuller content, some, some Ryan Rollins content coming soon. Coming coming soon. soon. We, Corey's been doing an, an, an incredible job for us in those ceilings. So we definitely thank him for what he's done. And listen, the, the, the LaRavia pick makes a lot of sense. You, if we just sit right here and we look at what we've done for the Spurs in this mock, Mark Williams, Pat Baldwin, Jake LaRavia, the Spurs need versatile size and they need shooting. And we've addressed both of those concerns with what we've done for them as mock. They have, they have size, but they don't have the same kind of size with athleticism like Mark Williams and they have wings and they have guards, but they're mainly guys who want to get their own shot off the bounce, right? They're not like your more, more typical catch and shoot standstill shooters. And we know that for any shortcomings they could have elsewhere, Pat Baldwin and Jake LaRavia, they're both likely going to shoot the hell out of the ball in the NBA. I think we have full yeah. confidence in those guys shooting. So that'd be a major win for the Spurs on draft night. Some people may look at it as a little unconventional. I would consider that a major win for them on draft night. Rucker, Dallas Mavericks. Little little pressure for you to, to, to make the right pick here because this is a team that I listen, I guess they're just going to win. Like Luca is at the point he's comfortable. He's in his own skin, having breakfast beers. He, he doesn't give a shit. He's doing whatever he wants before playoff games and <laughs> dropping 50 and triple doubles. That team's winning games. Now there, there's, there's contender status to be had with Dallas. So maybe, maybe they don't want to draft somebody who they need to develop. Maybe they want to bring somebody in who can maybe contribute next year, depending on who's uh, walking out the door. We don't know what's going to happen with Jalen Brunson. There's some interesting contract stuff. It's going to happen next year. So you got a decision to make. Who are you taking at 26? 
I'm going to give him another dog. Oh, man. I don't even know where you're going, but I already love it. You're going to love it. I'm going to give him Christian Brown. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to yes. give him... I'm gonna give him another. Oh my a, god! Another a hole yes. on the wing, and I think. Could you imagine Luca and Christian Brown on the same court? Oh no, my god! I, I could easily, and I think Mavericks fans might be obsessed with the idea of them drafting a big there, but I think Brown would be an awesome addition alongside Luca. Because... I would immediately become a Mavericks fan. Immediately. Well, he just happened. knows how to play the game, and he he's feisty. He's competitive as hell. Like. And he can shoot it. He's a much better shooter than people might think. And he can get up. He's got some athleticism. I have to read this, this graphic that I just saw from you the combine um, because it's been bugging me. I don't know if you guys saw the, the no-step vertical jump rankings today. I did not. So I'm just going to name three guys, and Christian Brown's involved in this. Kendall Brown was eighth with a 31-and-a-half-inch vert, which I still cannot believe from watching film christian brown was second with a 33 and a half inch he's a sneaky athlete man he really is guess who was first oh no i I don't do i want to know ej liddell whoa 35 and a half let's go i'm I'm, i've been looking at the last 20 minutes it's been driving me crazy so um i just had to mention you saw the explosive plays you made just off like the the one hop yeah at the rim but, um, no, I love the idea of Christian Brown there for Dallas. I think that's a really good fit. Brown's not afraid to make the extra pass. Luca would love him because he, he plays his butt off. He's a jerk on, in a good way on the court. He rebounds. He attacks. He understands how to play team basketball. So, I think that would be an awesome fit for them. I would agree. I would agree. I, like I said, I would instantly become a Dallas Mavericks fan would instantly make me watch more Mavericks. Not that I don't want to already because Luca's just, I mean, he's just the incredible player that he is. That, that man is, I, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it PG enough. I won't, I won't yeah. say what I was going to say, but I, I could have made a lot of comments about Luca, but tearing it up for the Mavericks and give them another guy who just, as Rucker said, as, as both of us have said, on this podcast before he just knows how to play basketball. He makes winning plays. He's a dog brings toughness instantly. And there's more to buy into the shooting. In, in my opinion, there's more to buy into. I think late first, early second is the right range for him. So going 26 would not shock me. I have the Miami heat at number 27. If you're going to try and draft size, we've mocked Justin Lewis here before. I still, I, I do think that would be a great fit if, if you want to go size at the forward slash wing spot. However, Miami loves guards. They love to add shooting. They love absolute balls to the wall shot makers. I'm going to keep that thing going. I'm going to go to Quavion Smith Ooh. at 27 for the Miami Heat. Very he is interesting. just another one of those guys. He will be able to get his own bucket for almost anywhere on the floor. He is going to need some time, but they have other guards that they can play in front of him. They don't need him to come in his rookie year and be this incredibly amazing player. When you talk to, for example, I've talked to some people who are much smarter in this space that I am. I think he has potentially some Jordan Poole type of upside. That's the type of player you want to take with the 27th pick not talking about taking him in the lottery at the end of the first round. I think Miami would love to have a player like him in their organization to keep the ball rolling. So Terquavion Smith at 27, 
let's wrap this up. Let's run through these, these last three picks, and then we'll give some reactions to our mock. Golden State Warriors, 28. Corey, you're on the clock. Who are you taking? I'm going to take uh, Gabriel Prochita here. <sighs> my, Italian, my Italian brethren. I never get tired of you saying that. <laughs> I want a, I want a, a bouncy shooter who measured in at almost six foot eight today. Jesus, uh, I did not know he was that. Bad. I thought he was like six six. I did not know. I saw he six big. seven. Now he measured it at six eight. Which shoes? Six, I think it was like six seven point seven five. So almost six eight with shoes. Uh, again, he could. He's a shooter. I think he's going to show some off the bounce game. Not even sneaky, maybe the, the bounciest, you know, wing in the class. Yeah. I think at this point, he could fit into what Golden State wants to do in, in their offensive system. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a pro cheetah guy. I don't know what you want me to say. I love, I think we all are at, at No Ceilings. I think we all, we all love some, some pro cheetah. I, I agree with you. Incredibly exciting player to take at 28. The, the Warriors, whether, whether he's a guy who ends up coming over, plays in their G League system, or he's a guy who it's a little bit of a draft and stash guy. I don't currently know where his contract situation sits overseas, but I think either way, that team who loves shooting wings, I think would be doing backflips if they could draft somebody like him at 28. Rucker, Memphis Grizzlies, 29. Second first round pick for the Grizzlies. Really don't like this spot, Cotton. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm. and you are debating hard yeah this isn't a good I, I i just i could see i'm gonna get weird whatever we're getting we're off the rails i'm going peyton watson oh my god yep 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 um for a guy I, who's being mocked by the way i i took the time to update a lot of the mock drafts in our no ceilings database a lot of mainstream mocks have them in like the 40s and the 50s at this point and Rucker doesn't care. He's taking him at 29. I think he's going to have a buyer. And I think Memphis has shown. All it takes is one. All it takes is one. The buzz is that he's still got plenty of fans in front offices. I think someone's going to be a buyer. Memphis is never afraid to take a swing, as we saw last year with Zyra Williams at 10. And Santi, when they traded back into the first round, which I still am shocked by even though I loved him. Um, but I just think Memphis could think long-term here. Like this is a developmental piece. He, if he clicks, he'd be a really fun wrinkle for that team with his defensive upside and playmaking ability. So I'm just looking at some other names. Like I, I thought of Coloco there. Um, I don't really think Walker Kessler as much as some people might think. I just don't really love it there. I don't know. I don't know. Well, well, well. I'm the Oklahoma City Thunder to cap off this first round mock at 30. I'm, I am not going to let Ty Ty Washington fall out of the that's, first round. That's that, that to me. And I say that I'm not going to let him fall out of the first round, but there is absolutely a scenario in play on draft night where like all of Ty Ty Washington, Kennedy Chandler, and John Montero do not go in the first round. I think – I think the public, despite what they've seen on mock drafts, a lot of people still have Ty Ty as like a top 20 guy. You got Kennedy Chandler on board, still like in the late first round range. I think people got to brace themselves for some of these guards really falling into the second round, whether they deserve to or not. 
I think the scenario that we have in front of us right now is, is not out of play. And, and the more and more I think about it, the more and more I think about where these guards sit and what types of players do you want to be taking in the first round and who could be bringing back some of the value that we're talking about. That that's a scenario. I'm sorry. I, I really think it could happen and I will not let it happen. I will have Ty Ty Washington there number 30, but that's our first round mock draft boys. We got, we got all the names. Any any shockers? Any players who you are shocked did not go in the first round? No, I I I really do agree with what you're saying, Nathan. Like every year, there's guys that slip out of the first round that yep. we have in our top thirty, and we think they're a first round pick, and they just fall out. It happens. That's the way of the draft. One curveball, two curveballs, completely shifts the momentum of the first round. Um, Sometimes it happens in the top 10. Sometimes you get someone at 19 out of nowhere that you're like, I had him at 38 on my board. Whoa. It just, it could happen this year. There could be some really intriguing value with those first 10 selections in the second round. So, um, I mean, no one's shocking me that much right now. I know Ty Ty's probably, or no, well, Ty Ty went 30. I could still see him going really early. Yep. Jovic will be a guy that everyone's like, what are you talking about? But I could see him falling. So, so by my board, Beauchamp did not go in the first round. And yeah, that pains me because there. I love Beauchamp. Um, Jovic, we mentioned. Kennedy Chandler did not go in the first round. Wendell Moore did not go in the first round. Kendall Brown did not go in the first round. I don't know how many people really feel like he needs to go in the first round at this point. He, all of a sudden, Rucker, he became a guy who I think could, could, uh, gain some steam heading back to school potentially. We, we think he's probably going to stay in the draft, but he could he could actually go back to school and show some new things and really build up his value in, in a different way versus just showing that he can be a little bit better on what we know he can do. So I, I, I don't know if that surprises you at all. Ken, Kendall definitely does. I, I could see someone buying in on him. Um, I thought about Kendall for 29 for the Grizzlies. That probably would be a more realistic option. Um, it, it, it really is going to be interesting. I think Max Christie's another guy that yep. probably could get into the first round. There's so many guys in that range. Josh, that Josh, Josh Minot got ranked no. number 10 by John Hollinger. Yeah. Hey, on his 20 guys. My God, if I needed, I did not even need a cup of coffee this morning to wake up. All I needed to do was look at John Hollinger's top 20. And I saw Josh Minot there and I'm like, all right, all right. Yeah, we're going to have that, a good day today. That jolted me out of my bed as well. <laughs> but, um, it's just that's what's going to happen at the end of the first round. There could be some real wild cards that make some other guys slip down. Corey, uh, Corey, any any shockers for you? Anybody that really jumps out of you? Uh, I think that we touched on all the guys who I'm a little bit shocked didn't go. But again, it's at this point we're so deep into it, it's not shocking at all. And it also wouldn't shock me if not only were all of the guys that we talked about actually drafted in the first round and some of these guys that we drafted ahead of them uh were the ones who fell to the exactly. second i mean it's 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 so fluid that nothing at all will shock me so i i, I feel good about what we did and the decisions we made the problem you know the the fun thing about doing these mocks is that we get to pick for multiple teams but so and there's only three of us doing this mock so you could yeah there are some of our biases you know, will show up and certain guys were, we're going to be more against might have a tendency to drop. But as we said, just a few minutes ago, all it takes is one team. 
for, right. for some of these guys. And if it's one team, you're going to see a guy that's either a surprise or a guy that works, you know, supposed to go in the range they go to. So I, nothing will shock me come draft night. My one guy, this might be my new guy for I'm sold that he's just going to go in the first round. That, that was Josh Minot for months and months and months. But now we've had Leonard Miller enter into the ring. I think Leonard <laughs> Miller will go in the first round. I'm not going to be the person drafting him in the first round. That's why I did not take him in the first round. <laughs> I, I, I'm not in uh, on the letter Miller experience, at, at least not right now. I do see him going in, in the first. So, somebody's going to take a swing on. As Corey literally just said multiple times, all it takes is one. Some teams, especially team like the Thunder at that 30, for example, talk themselves into taking him. Like there, there's going to be somebody that buys into to letter Miller. That, that I'm confident about. But boys, we did it. We made it through. You guys are absolute troopers for coming on draft deeper tonight helping me do this mock draft i'm sure that we're going to just keep collaborating with each other for the next month just doing all kinds of crazy content pieces and videos and podcasts we're going to keep the ball rolling in those ceilings this we've had so much fun this year guys like this is this is one of the best decisions i think i've ever made in my life was to team up with you guys here and and you guys i mean you 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 guys you guys are the founders baby this is tyler rucker wanted to bring everybody together and we reached out to Corey and Corey reached out to me and Metcalf and Albert and just kept the train rolling. And, and here we all are. We're, we're, we're a part of the no sales collective and we're just going to keep all of the positive energy flowing. And I can't, can't thank you boys enough for coming on and help, helping give all of us the, the opportunity to really do something you know, different in the draft space. There, there's one more guy that I think you need to, to thank and we all need to thank um because i feel like he was a little bit of the catalyst to it he's not a part of the crew this this is uh also a mike schmidt's recommendation yeah that's a spoiler alert for everyone the, the god the, the godfather alert. the godfather behind it all mike yeah. schmidt's we will tell that story one day but <laughs> yeah it's pretty in the documentary pretty, we film at, at summer league it's pretty it's a pretty incredible story but hey it's it's been a bad out of hell and it's been unbelievable and it wasn't possible without Corey and it's not possible without Nathan saying yes and it's not possible with everyone at no ceiling saying yes so it, it's been so awesome and I can't wait to see where we go but I love I love the family and I think we're gonna be grinding together for years so thank you Nathan for saying yes thanks for believing Corey, you start off by, by giving your plugs and make sure you throw in all the YouTube content that's being done because there's far more than just the Draft Act podcast and what you're writing on the No Sill and Subsack. There's so much more going on. Absolutely. Corey Tullaba on Twitter, uh, the NBA Draft Dude on YouTube. Going to be putting out my Chet film sesh um, pretty soon. Let's go. You know, I, yes. I've been doing a lot of other content on the YouTube channel, been falling a little behind on the film sessions, but that's because we got so much other stuff that's really important going on and, you know, doing stuff, as you mentioned, with some of these prospects, Rucker and I, you know, starting on the clock, yeah. uh, you know, our PTI dedicated show um, and then all the, the writing and, and whatnot. So on that front, I'm going to have a Ryan Rollins piece coming out, I think in a few days. Uh, which I'm excited about. He was a, a fun, fun guy to, to have a conversation with and chop it up. And, and he's a guy that um, wouldn't shock me if he found his way into the first round after no, he plays in this combine all. scrimmage. I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm kind of driving that, that bandwagon. 
So um, yeah, just everything we're doing at No Ceilings NBA, No Ceilings uh, TV on YouTube, the Draft Act NBA Draft Podcast, the, the whole shebang. Oh, and you know what? I'm putting stuff on TikTok too. You know, yes, so, NBA, NBA Draft dude on TikTok. So, yeah. so I had, and and the audience will have heard that podcast by the time this one comes out. But I had Max Van Auken on to do some Orlando Magic talk. That was the biggest thing at the end of that episode. He told us we need to be on TikTok full force, and he just okay, went I said, said that. All of it. I said, said now, that now, so. now, now, hang on. You didn't hear the episode. <laughs> oh, okay. I I gave you your credit. I literally said that Corey told us about TikTok a while ago, and he said that. He, he made some posts on his account. He cut up some stuff on prospects. And I said, he showed us the numbers, everything, all the buzz he was getting from TikTok. And we all went, oh, crap, we got to do something about this. I, I gave you your flowers. Don't, don't, don't you dare, okay. Corey. I gave as, long you as, you paid, as long as you paid your respects. Rucker, go ahead. Do your usual plug that you do every time you're on Draft Deeper. Um, I'm at Backcourt V on social media. And I'm also at Tyler underscore Rucker basically just what side of the bed I wake up on each day, but um, I'm also at noceilingsnba.com. I'm going to start getting back into the writing grind. Um, just like Corey said, we've been finishing up a couple things and now the floodgates are going to open. So I'm also going to be doing some special projects on the YouTube channel. I'm going to, the undertaker, AKA prospect videos are going to come back with the vengeance. Yes. And I'm very excited for, Let's go. Um, I've had a list of guys I want to do, and I'm really excited to do that. And um, no, I mean, thanks, Nathan, for having me on as always. I, it's been so awesome this last couple of months doing drafts with you guys and, and our entire No Ceilings crew. It's just amazing what's happened in one year. So thanks as always. To the moon. And, and thank the audience for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you aren't subscribed to Draft Deeper, make sure you are wherever you get your podcast, that podcast, Spotify, YouTube. You can follow me. On Twitter at Draft Deeper, make sure you are subscribed to everything, no ceilings, YouTube, Substack. There's plenty more content coming over the next month. We're going to overwhelm everybody with the amount of content that we have planned. I'm overwhelmed with the amount of content that, that, that we have planned. And I got to help make some of the content. So definitely make sure you're tuned into everything that we're doing leading up to the 2022 NBA draft. We will, we will have a live show. We will do all of those fun things on DraftNet as well. So make sure you're subscribed everywhere so you have all those alerts. You know what's coming. But until then, thank you all for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week.